welcome to the Cork Church Podcast. We are so glad that you are joining us today. We hope this message inspires you, builds your faith, and encourages you in the things of the Lord. Enjoy the message. Blessed to be here tonight, church. There's a, there's a weight to this pulpit, you know. I feel like as I'm standing behind it, I'm standing on the, the shoulders of giants, you know. There are great men that have preached from this pulpit, so I, I don't take it lightly. Uh, I'll be honest, I'm quite nervous. You're a nerve-wracking bunch to preach in front of. Uh, so we might pray together, is that okay? And then we'll, we'll get into uh, what I feel God has to say. But let's pray. Uh, Father God, I'm so grateful, Lord, that as we were singing, you died, you rose again, Lord. And uh, as we look to the future and as we look to eternity, we know you're coming back. Lord, we know we can have confidence, Lord, every single day because uh, every morning when the sun rises, there are new mercies for us, Lord. Lord, every evening as we lay our head down to rest, we know that the peace of God that surpasses all understanding is, is our portion, Lord. And so, God, I, I, I'm grateful for, for all of these things. I'm grateful that, uh, Lord, it's not uh, the wisdom of Ben Atkins that needs to stand up uh, tonight, God, but it's the wisdom of your word and the truth of your word that stands eternal that, uh, that I'm leaning on. It's your strength, your spirit that I'm trusting in tonight, God. And so, Lord, I pray as your believers lean into your word as we come around your word that you would minister to us all, me included, Father. I pray that I would step out of the way, uh, that your people would hear your voice and your heart for them. And I thank you that your heart, Lord, for us is the same yesterday, today, and forevermore. That it is for us, Lord. Uh, and I, I'm so, God, I'm excited for this word, Lord. Uh, I pray that you'll be with us in this next 15, 20 minutes. Uh, in Jesus' name, amen. Amen. Awesome. Uh, it's funny because I was actually preparing a different message and then as he does, the Lord came uh, at about three o'clock and said, that's not what I want you to say, Ben. And so uh, every plan that I had went out the window uh, and we came here. But the title of my message tonight is Get With The Program. Get With The Program. Um, and I realized it's kind of an Americanism, uh, nothing against the Americans, but it's kind of a, an American thing to say, to say to someone, get with the program. In Cork or in Ireland, we tend to say cop on, but I'm not sure if I can name a message cop on. So we're going to go with uh, get with the program. And they're words that are often cried out in exclamation when someone, maybe it's your wife, your husband, your child, maybe it's your colleague at work, maybe it's your boss is on a completely different planet doing something completely uh, opposite to what you want them to be doing. Uh, and they're not helping anybody. In fact, maybe a lot of the time they're uh, making things worse. You know, you've been in work and you're doing a job with someone and you're both meant to be doing the same thing. But as you're putting, uh, putting the, the envelopes onto the shelf, they're taking them off and putting them somewhere else and you turn to them you tell them get with the program that's not what we're doing or maybe uh, you are leaving for holidays and you're getting the five kids into the car uh, and your husband is somewhere in the house uh, and you have to go and tell them get with the program of course that never happened in my house because uh, we had the perfect household uh, but you know it's, it's words that we often say uh, out of anger out of frustration um, and they don't normally come out of, of love. They don't normally come out of uh, care. You know, often behind those words is the, the thought, how could you be so stupid or how could you not see, uh, how could you not know that that's what I was doing? 
you know, uh, I play play tennis and in doubles, sometimes I'm at the net and there's someone behind me and I just kind of run and forget that there's someone behind me. Uh, and I turn around and uh, I play with with a Scottish Scottish guy who, who's lovely, but sometimes I just get this look that is, what on earth are you doing? Do you not know that I'm standing here? You're running around like a headless chicken. Basically, he's telling me to get with the program. But... Uh, tonight, if I may, I wanted to point out that our, our Heavenly Father, our all-knowing, all-powerful Heavenly Father, who is outside of time, who uh, is, was before all things and, uh, and, and, and will be after all things, who is eternal, is saying to us, not out of anger or frustration, but out of pure love and pure care, my child, get with the program. It's my prayer tonight that hopefully by the end of uh, this message you would be encouraged as you leave this place uh, and you would know that there is a program in play, that there is a plan in play and you are a part of that program. Uh, And as we sing sometimes, if you're not dead, then he's not done with you in that program. It's time for us to get with God's program. So if you have a Bible, will you turn with me to Luke uh, 24, Luke 24. We're going to read from from verse 1 there. This is uh, just after the crucifixion. Some people kind of like the end of uh, chapter 23 would be what we call Silent Saturday um, after Good Friday. And then 24 is just as... uh, Resurrection Sunday comes about, but it's important for us to remember, church, that uh, we call these things, uh, we call it Resurrection Sunday, but we're looking back on it, you know. If you were living in that time, it was just Sunday, you know, it was just Sunday. Jesus was dead, Jesus was gone. Uh, And let's read. But very early on Sunday morning, the women went to the tomb, taking the spices they had prepared. They found that the stone had been rolled away from the entrance. Verse 3, so they went in, but they didn't find the body of the Lord Jesus. As they stood there, they were puzzled. Uh, two men suddenly appeared to them, clothed in dazzling robes. The women were terrified and bowed their faces to the ground. Then the men asked, why are you looking among the dead for someone who is alive? He isn't here. He is risen from the dead. Remember what he told you back in Galilee, that the Son of Man must be betrayed into the hands of sinful men and be crucified, and that he would rise again on the third day. Then they, being the women, remembered that he had said this, so they rushed back from the tomb to tell his 11 disciples and everyone else what had happened. We're going to leave it there. Uh, And what I love about this story is that the women at the beginning of this uh, passage were not with the program, okay? They were not in line with what was going on. They hadn't read the the script for that day. They didn't know where the play was going. Uh, But by the end of it, thank God for his mercy and his grace because he reminded them what the plan was all along and the program. Uh, and, uh, And so I love that there's this journey of grace that they were allowed to walk that actually is there for you and for me today. That maybe today you're not walking uh, and, you're, and you're walking in such a way as they were walking towards uh, an empty tomb, towards uh, the, the last step of the play, the last step of, uh, of God's plan. And you haven't actually stepped into the fullness of it, into the resurrection. Uh, and, and God, by his grace, is going to come by his spirit and say, do you know what? Do you not remember what he said? It's not finished just yet. 
there's more to the program. How often we assume the story is over when God is just getting started. Have you ever, have you ever assumed where someone's going with a story before they're finished? I have, and I've, I've got into a bit of trouble with it sometimes, you know. You think you know where a story's going. You think you know uh, what someone's point is going to be. You think you know who someone is, and then uh, all of a sudden they, they surprise you because uh, things are always developing. Things are always uh, evolving. Things are always, t- you know, taking shape before your eyes. You know, people um, are, are growing. And the way the women acted at the start of this passage was as though Jesus was dead and was going to remain dead forever you know they had taken a snapshot a timepiece of Jesus from Good Friday they'd seen him go to the tomb you can read just a few verses earlier in chapter 23 that they had followed him to the tomb to see where he was buried and from that place they had resigned in their hearts that they were going to go and prepare spices so they went on the Friday to prepare spices to anoint his dead body uh, and actually they, they were working so hard that uh, they were working into the night and then it was the Sabbath and they couldn't work anymore, so they had to wait until the Sunday. Uh, and and the, the passage shows us what their belief was, and the way they walked was determined by that belief. You know, so the, the, the King Solomon says in, in Proverbs, guard your heart for it's the wellspring of life. Uh, and I want to say tonight that uh, your, your heart out of your beliefs, out of your desires, comes your walk. You know, uh, it's just an aside, but if you... If you if your belief is that, is that finances and that, that wealth and, uh, and provision, physical provision will sustain you on this earth, then that's what the way your walk is going to go. You know, if you believe that, then uh, when, the, when the boss comes to you and says, will you work the Sunday morning shift because it's time and a half, you'll think, oh, time and a half, that's great. That means my mortgage payments this week will be easier or this month will be easier. That means the rent won't be as much of a struggle. But uh, if your belief is that God is Jehovah Jireh and that he'll provide for you no matter what you do when you put him first, then you'll say, no, do you know what? I'm not going to do that because I'm not going to neglect the gathering of the Lord's people. I'm going to go. I'm going to be in his house. I'm going to be about his business. They believed that Jesus would still be buried, that his body would be decaying and in need of their, their spices. And the confusion that's described in verse 4 was not a new sensation for them. They weren't suddenly confused. I don't, I, I don't believe that. You know, they'd been following Jesus for, for a good, good time and they had probably spent the last at least 24 hours, maybe 48 hours in confusion as to what was going on because this, this man who had said he was God was taken to a cross, died, and then all of a sudden they're like, oh, what now? What do we do? You know, the disciples were the same. The disciples, you can read later in the passage, were, were, were hidden and were talking, were just discussing what do we do. They had probably spent... The last few days wondering what on earth was going on around them. Uh, and like I said, the, 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 the funny thing about this story is Luke writes it, is that he's writing from afterwards. He titles this little passage, The Resurrection, and the resurrection is full of hope and joy. Uh, you know, we can, we can rest on that hope and that joy every single day, church. I'm, I'm, not gonna, I'm not trying to take that away from you tonight. That is the joy that we have. The resurrection is the, is the lifeblood of, 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 our, of our faith, you know. But uh, in that moment, it was a time of desperation. It was a time of not knowing. 
You know, the, 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 the crucifixion is almost loses a bit of its desperation when you know that the resurrection is only three days later. You know, we, we're sad on Good Friday, but we're not really sad because we know that it's just part one. But they didn't know that it was just part one. For them, their hope was gone. And I want to put it to you that it was not gone because hope was actually gone, but rather because they'd missed the full plan. They weren't with the program. They considered the narrative over. They thought the, the story was done. They thought Jesus was dead and, and buried. His body was decaying. But that wasn't God's plan. That wasn't what God was doing. They just couldn't see. Uh, and because they couldn't see, they were looking for a solution in the wrong place. They thought that their next step was to go and anoint a dead body. But rather, their next step should have been to go and worship a raised-to-life body. How many times, friends, are we going to assume that we know what God's next step is? How many times are we going to, are we going to assume that we know what the next step is in, in his master plan for our lives and for creation as a whole? And so how many times are we going to try and predict it only to find out that he was doing something far beyond our understanding that we don't even have the ability to comprehend? God is working resurrection in places in your life, in my life, that we thought were beyond saving. You know, things that you thought were, were, were dead, were buried, things that you, like these, these women were walking to that tomb expecting to see a body that had been in the uh, Middle East and heat for two days. That's friendship right there. Going to, going to you, like that's love, that's devotion right there. That's what they thought they were going to, to meet, but God was doing something so different. You know, the, the Apostle Paul, after being imprisoned for years, beaten, mocked, uh, having shared really in the, the trials of Christ, was able to write to the Philippian church and declare that he who begun a good work in them will see it to completion. The work, if you had asked Paul what his work would have been, I don't think he would have written that. You know, I don't think he would have chose to have been imprisoned. I don't think he would have chosen to be stoned. I don't think he would have chosen that to be shipwrecked multiple times. Maybe if he was Bear Grylls, he might have wanted that, you know, just to write a few books and get a, a few TV shows. But like, uh, the, that wasn't the, the work that he would have written, but it was the, the, the good work, the good work that God was doing in his life. Church, we need to let go of the pen tonight. We need to let go of this desire to write our own lives. You know, I was uh, chatting to some, some colleagues of mine last week and, and, and actually it was this, this one guy, a 40-year-old guy, and um, he, was, he was sharing with me the, the burden that it was or the burden that he now felt as a 40-year-old to have written his own life better than it had turned out. You know, all of the things that he had set out to do hadn't happened and now he was looking back on the last 20 years of adulthood thinking, well, that was a failure. And I said, you know what, I, I can understand that. But for me, the, the joy is that I don't have to write my own life. It's being written for me. And I just have to walk by faith into it. And it's the same for you. You know, you don't have to write your own life. And I, I would put it to you that you wouldn't be very good at it either. No offense, but it's true. You know, we, we're not designed to be authors of our own lives. If I was the author of my life, then I don't know what, like, for one thing, I'd probably, probably be married to my year five teacher because that was, that was the way I felt when I was in year five. 
She was great, Mrs. Carroll. I probably, you know, would have. I, do you know, I would have. What did I, I wanted to be a, a football comedian? I think when I was a, a child, a football comedian. I don't even know what that is, but that's what I wanted to be. You know, and 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 then at and then at twenty, I wanted to. I felt like I wanted to teach, but then I, I didn't want to teach because God ha- had another plan. So how how often does our plans do our plans change? And thank God for his, for his grace in, in, in allowing us to, to kind of have those, those, those ideas, have those dreams, but ultimately protect us from ourselves and say, no, that's not what I have planned for you, Ben. Football com- comedy is not your calling. Rather, I need to send you to Ireland. And it's a good thing. Do you know, if, it's funny, if, if, if the women had written the, the story, you know, the women that were going to the, to the tomb, I don't think that's how they would have written it. If Peter the Apostle w- was writing the story, he, I don't, he wouldn't even have allowed Jesus to die. You know, earlier in, 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 in Luke's Gospel, where Jesus predicts his own death, Peter says, no, God, far be it for you to do that. Yet God, in all his mercies and goodness, knew exactly what was needed he knew that we needed a crucified saviour and he knew that we needed an empty tomb. He knew we needed the Holy Spirit. There was a plan at work through it all. But just because we're not privy to the entirety of the plan doesn't mean that it's not good. It doesn't mean that we shouldn't trust it. We should trust the one who makes the plan. You know, the, the, it's easy to, to forget sometimes, I think, the God that we worship when we come in here. I, you know, it is my, it's a joy of mine to, to teach the kids and to speak to the youth with, uh, with Pastor Patrick and the young adults. And it's a lot of what I, I, you try and get across to, to children, and I'm sure you, you all know, is, is that the God that we're singing to is the same God that created the heavens and the earth. And for me, that's something I always come back to because that's a God that, A, is worthy of my worship because who else can do that? But B, that makes the intimacy that he has with me and the desire he has to walk with me and, and care for me and plan out my steps so much greater because he's this huge God, this God that is far bigger than anything I can imagine. You know, it's hard for me to imagine how big our planet is, let alone the universe. And so the God of that universe that, is, that is, has authored a plan of which I'm a part of, he's worthy of my worship and he's also worthy of my trust. The beautiful thing in this passage, I love it. I'm going to read just from verse 5 again, just to remind us. The women were terrified and bowed their faces to the ground. Then the men asked, why are you looking among the dead for someone who is alive? He isn't here, he is risen from the dead. Remember what he told you back in Galilee, that the Son of Man must be betrayed into the hands of sinful men and be crucified, and that he would rise again on the third day. Maybe tonight, you're walking in the middle of your life, you're in the, the middle of your 20s, maybe the middle of your 30s, maybe you're in the middle of a really hard time, and you're like these women, you're, you're, you, you're terrified, you're, you're, you're confused, you're, you're struggling. Well, what I want to show you here is the beautiful image of, of, of grace at work that happens to us today. It's that God sent a messenger to remind them what Jesus had said. They weren't with the program, but they were reminded to remember. He isn't here. He's risen from the dead. Remember what he told you 
back in Galilee. Those heavenly messengers came and reminded the women of the words that Jesus had spoken to them. They came to remind them of the plan, to point out, although they were worried, although they felt hopeless, they're only in act two, and the final act was taking place as they spoke. And it was planned all along. And what I love about that picture is that it's the same picture, uh, that, that it's the same role that the Holy Spirit plays in your life and my life today. I want to read from, uh, from John 14, 26. It says, Jesus speaking, he says, All this I have spoken while still with you, but the Advocate, the Holy Spirit, whom the Father will send in my name, will teach you all things. And listen to this, will remind you of everything I have said to you. Peace I leave to you. Peace I leave with you, sorry. My peace I give you. I do not give to you as the world gives. Do not let your hearts be troubled and do not be afraid. It's beautiful. This is one of the ways the Holy Spirit works in our lives today is a spirit of remembrance. He, he draws to memory the words that God has spoken over our lives. You know, I've been in, in so, many, so many situations, so many times where I felt lost, where I felt hopeless, where the Spirit has come like a soft whisper in my ear and has just said, remember. And I've remembered the promises that God has spoken over my life. I've remembered that God has promised to keep me. I've remembered that God has promised when I put my trust in him, he'll never let me down. He, I remember the times that he's been faithful in the past. You know, so, so, so often when we're in hard times, maybe you're in a hard time right now, you've forgotten all of the other times that God has brought you through. Or you've misrepresented your current trial as bigger than anything you've ever faced. When God's saying, that's easy. Do you not remember what I did for you two years ago? That's easy. Do you not remember what I did in his life or her life? I'm more than able. You just need to remember. And when you remember, then you can learn to trust It's just, I love it because it's so amazing that he can lovingly step into our situation and remind us to get with the program. You know, I said at the start, often when you say get with the program or, or, or you tell someone to cop on, it's because you're frustrated with them. Like, how, how could you be so silly? And sometimes I, I sympathize with our God because I look at the way I'm walking and I'm like, I, I'm sorry, God. I, I know we're here again. And I know you said this to me two weeks ago and yesterday but just one more time will you tell me that you've got me and I can imagine if it was me he'd be there like oh my gosh Ben man but he's not because his mercies are new every morning his grace is sufficient and I love it because every single time you come back every single time you forget he comes in the same grace-filled loving manner and says my child remember Remember what I did. Remember what I'm doing. Remember that there is a program. Remember there's a plan and you're a part of it. He doesn't forget the details, church. He doesn't forget the details of your life. I feel like sometimes we, we, we feel that. We feel like there's this big plan for the cosmos, for, for, the, for the world, for the universe, and the, the little minutiae of our life, of our, of our children's life, or our, our work life gets lost in all of that. But that's the beautiful thing about our God is that he's able to look after all of creation in its vastness, but also in its, in its intricacy, in its detail. And this is the... Where I, want to, where I want to leave you, the program is this, that God is bringing us ultimately to himself, that one day we will be seated with him in, in the heavenly places for eternity and we'll be praising his name. The program is this, as the hymn writer said, the sky, not the grave, is our goal. 
We're merely pilgrims in this earth, and heaven is our home. You know, when, when Paul says, uh, he who began a, a good work uh, in you will see it to completion, he, 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 he speaks of, uh, of the day when Christ comes. You know, we're to, to look forward to that. And when you, when you have that heavenly perspective, when you're looking towards your heavenly goal, the, 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 the periods where you're stuck, where it feels like you're, you're in a situation for too long, it feels like you're in a silent Saturday for longer than you can bear, those, those moments become bearable because you know that it's just a blink. It's just a, a moment in, in, in the context of eternity. And so I, I, I wonder whether I might challenge you tonight because it's so easy to pick up the pen and try and make some edits to our life as it's going along. It's so easy to do that. And so many times we put a full stop, we put a dot where God has put a dot, dot, dot. We say this is finished when God's saying, no, 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 no. There's a, there's a next step. You know, you might be stuck in something right now and you've put, a, you've put a full stop and you've said, all right, well, I'm just going to have to live with this for the next four score year and ten and that'll be me. But God's saying, no, 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 there's a next step. And we, or, we, or you're doing the other, other thing and you've said this is going to carry on forever and God's saying, no, that's going to be done. You know, maybe there's sickness in your family. Maybe there's, uh, I, don't know, I don't know what it could be. I don't want to uh, narrow it down because it could be anything for you. But maybe you're saying, this is, uh, is going to go on forever. And God's saying, no, there's an end date for that. When are we going to learn to trust in what he's said and resign the authorship of our lives? And this is the last thing I want to say to you, church. And then we're going to pray. I'll hand it back over to you, Pastor Stephen. The last thing is this, and it's one of my favorite things about God, is that he's beautifully consistent. I am not a consistent person. You could, like, you meet me on any given day. It depends, like, how good my breakfast tasted, how, like, my interactions in the morning went, like, whether it's raining, whether it's sunny. You know, it's so many things make up how I am in a certain day. And I'm sure it's the same for you. Maybe I'm the only sinner here, but that's cool. But uh, the beautiful thing about God is that he's consistent. The Bible says, and I prayed it earlier, that he's the same yesterday, today, and forevermore. And so just as I was saying, we can come to him every day and he, he'll, he'll, he'll gracefully remind us uh, of the words he's spoken uh, over us. We can come to him all the time knowing that he'll be the same as he was the last time. You know, if you're in need of a miracle and you got a miracle before, then you can come to God knowing that he's still a miracle working God because he was yesterday and the Bible says he will be forevermore. He was a God of resurrection yesterday. He is today and he will be forevermore. He's a God of promises yesterday, today, and forevermore. And he's able to come through on those promises because of what happened. Because he rose from the dead. Because he's now seated at the right hand of the Father. And so if it's okay with you, I'll just pray for you and then I'll hand it back over to Pastor Stephen. And, and it's really my heart as I was preparing as I was praying for tonight uh, most of it was praying to get the nerves out of the way and then some of it was praying God what, what do you want uh, what do you want your people to hear tonight what do you want your uh, what, what is it you're trying to say to your people uh, and, and that was it God is trying to say to us tonight get with the program not in an annoyed way not in a frustrated way but as in, in, in a way that says if you get with the program then you'll get the fullness of the program 
If you, if you understand what I'm doing in your life, then you'll be able to enjoy it far more than if you're fighting me every step of the way. And you might, be, uh, you might be young, you might still be in your teens, you might be in your 40s, your 50s, your 60s. This still includes you because if you're not dead, then he's not done. So my prayer for you tonight is this, that we would learn to trust. And if we're in a place of not trusting, then we would go to the Spirit and get reminded. And then we would trust. So I, I, would, you, would you close your eyes with me there, church? We're going to pray. Uh, and it's not even for me, just, but if you need that, if you need to, uh, to come to your father and say, I need to get with the program, then why don't you pray uh, as I'm praying? You can lift your hands. You can say, God, would you help me? Would you uh, remind me of your faithfulness? And we'll pray together. Father God, oh, Heavenly Father, Jesus, Jesus, we thank you so much, God, that you are faithful, that you are consistent, Lord. We thank you, God, that this story that we read is not just a story, but it's fact. That, God, you did die, you did, raise, you did rise from the dead, Lord, and you are now seated at the right hand of the Father. God, I thank you that we can trust in you. We can trust that there is a plan at work, that there is a beautiful plan that is working throughout all creation, Lord. And that plan includes my life. That includes our lives here, Lord, in this room, Lord, online, God. That includes our lives, God, that you are working out a beautiful plan. Lord, I pray that we would trust you. God, I pray that we would uh, lean on you in every situation. Father, I pray if there's anyone here tonight that is struggling to trust the process, anyone here that's fighting against the plan, against the program, God, I pray that they would come to you in surrender. God, we were never designed to be the gods of our own life. We can't do it. It's too much of a burden, Lord. It may hurt, but if you say it's good, then we're going to believe it. We're going to trust you. And Father, I pray, Lord, that in every season, Lord, every day, every morning, every evening, God, we would come to you knowing that you're not going to shout at us out of frustration. Get with the program, but you're going to lovingly say, get with the program. It's where you should be. And we thank you, Lord, that you are the same yesterday, today, and forevermore. And so this same prayer that we're praying today, God, we can pray it tomorrow knowing that you're going to be the same and you're going to receive us the same. We can pray it the next day. Next Thursday, when we have a rubbish day, Lord, we can pray it to you then. And we thank you, Lord. In your heavenly name we pray. Amen. 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 Thank you for tuning in with us today. Make sure to follow us on Facebook and Instagram at Cork Church. Also, make sure to like and subscribe to our YouTube channel. If you have any questions at all, you can email us info at corkchurch.com or just check out our website www.corkchurch.com. Again, thank you for tuning in and see you next time. God bless.